A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples left there and began to journey through Galilee. But he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand the same. They were too afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What what were you arguing about on the way? They remained silent. They had been discussing among themselves on the way who is the greatest. Then he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Taking a child, he placed it in their midst, and putting his arms around it, he said to them, Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. This Sunday is actually uh, Catechist Sunday, and so the U.S. uh, Conference of Catholic Bishops uh, established this Sunday as Catechist Sunday. It's often actually the Sunday that Catechism or CCD or religious education often kicks off, so I think it's pretty fitting, and it's actually the weekend that uh, it'll be kicking off for us. And so this is actually the first weekend that we get to have in-person CCD for a long time. Uh, Of course, CCD is often termed by many different things. I know that can sometimes be a little bit confusing. We use the acronyms. We use many acronyms in the military, right? Uh, CCD being one of the Catholic acronyms. Uh, Interesting enough, CCD actually means uh, Confraternity of Christian Doctrine. It's kind of not exactly what we necessarily think, uh, but that's what the uh, actual acronym means. It It's intending at this point, it's kind of used similarly with religious education or religious formation. There's a lot of different terms that different parishes use in the military, especially in the Navy. Often uh, the term that's used is CCD uh, for that. And that was actually the term that was used in the Catholic Church uh, for a couple hundred years. But kind of more recently, uh, due to some shifts and changes, I think rightfully so, there's been uh, sometimes a a shift in focus to realize it's not just doctrine. So, catechist, catechist, or catechesis, right? Catechesis, uh, what is it? A lot of the times when we think of catechesis, we think of Sunday school. We think of, for me, when I was growing up, it was always Wednesday night. So we had class all day, and then we had to go to more classes, right? Uh, Which made it so much more exciting and fun, right? Um, It was terrible. Uh, And that's often the way that we kind of think of catechesis happening. However, interestingly enough, that's actually a really small part of catechesis. Where's the majority of our catechesis happening? The majority of our catechesis is actually happening in the home, the domestic church, as uh, as the church talks about it, that the home is the domestic church, the place that the faith is passed on, instructed, taught, most especially. The church speaks about it, that the primary catechists are not who's ever chosen by the parish or instructed, uh, but is actually the parents of the child. That any sort of other teachers that help, any other sponsors, they're helpers, ultimately, to 
to the parents that the responsibility and the ones who we know that uh, are, teach the most are the parents. And if the parents, the primary catechists, aren't necessarily there in the formation, there's only so much that we can do to help if that's not taking place, right? So ultimately, everything that we do here, ultimately in the parish, on, uh, on, um, not necessarily on Sunday, it's not like the Sunday is all ordered toward catechesis. Uh, it's ordered towards worship of God. However, hopefully it does help in catechesis. Uh, our catechi- catechism classes on Sunday are not meant to be isolated hours in the child's life, but are supposed to be opportunities to then branch off and give an opportunity for greater catechesis. Now, interestingly enough, in the past, this is uh, CCD was actually started. Um, so catechesis is handing on the faith, right? And throughout the church, that's always been the case because the faith always has to be handed on to the next generation. Every single generation needs to be retaught the faith, passed on the faith. And so catechesis has been happening in the church from the very beginning. However, it's taken different forms and different times. And more recently, uh, one of the biggest changes that happened was actually after the Protestant Reformation, uh, the Council of Trent and others, it was a kind of a, a refocus, a, a refocusing for Catholics in some ways. And in 1562, uh, there was the start of the Confraternity of Christian Doctrine, and it started just in one parish at the beginning. And Rome right away saw it and, and kind of said, hey, that's a really good idea. Let's try to promote that. There should be catechesis happening in the parish. Uh, a group of people who come together to teach the doctrine. Now, one of the differences that I'll say between CCD today and CCD then is the world has always been crazy, right? There's always been problems. There's always been, as, as the readings talk about, people who are bent on, on doing evil and, and ultimately we, we tend towards sin. However, uh, I think we, we have had in Europe, as well as throughout the world and in evangelized areas, a Christian and Catholic understanding of the world as a whole, even though that we recognize that cultures and everything else, right? We're, we're still messed up in the midst of it all. It was very much a Catholic understanding. So you look at Europe in, you know, uh, 1670s. Yeah, there's plenty of problems. However, there was a Catholic understanding. You look at the United States a hundred years ago. There was a Christian understanding of looking at the world and there was a formation that was happening, right? For children as a whole. And so what was needed was a little bit to help that formation that was already happening within the culture. Uh, Classes that would help in the doctrine and clearer understanding of what was already taking place in the family, in the community, in the culture. However, as we look out today in the United States, throughout the world, with the advent of the internet, we see children being formed not in a Christian understanding of the world, not in a Catholic understanding of the world, but formed in the world, in a godless world, uh, much more so. Now, sometimes that's not a bad thing, right? There are plenty of good things that are not explicitly godly. Or I I shouldn't, like, uh, there are good will. There are good things out there, right? There are good and beautiful and good things that are Catholic, even though that they're not explicitly Catholic. However, 
there is also a lot that isn't, that guides us away. And this is one of the hardest parts that we recognize that one hour of instruction on doctrine is not enough to teach the faith. Before in the past, it, 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 it maybe wasn't perfect, but there was other formation that was happening. Now we actually see that most children and most of us included have most of our week, most of our life formed in a worldly and godless way of thinking instead of a Catholic or a Christian way of thinking. And so we have a much larger uphill battle. And that's actually part of the reason why I think that some parishes and other things have kind of shifted to religious formation. That it's more than just an intellectual understanding, but it's also kind of a whole person look at formation in the midst of it all. However, to realize that we can't do everything here, right? This Sunday is the first, and we're so grateful to have in-person classes because I think that uh, it makes a huge difference, right, in terms of having in-person class. However, this past year, when we had to have catechism on, on uh, the computer virtually, it wasn't quite the best. However, hopefully it, it helped the parents to engage a little bit more. And we recognize that the one hour isn't quite enough for everything. And so what we ultimately need is a, a greater kind of um, holistic understanding of formation. Now, one of the things about uh, children, or parents being the primary catechists is that, uh, guess what? Children see, maybe they don't see everything that parents do, <laughs> but uh, it's amazing what they do notice, right? They, they don't notice the things that you want them to notice, right? Uh, they don't remember what you tell them. However, they remember all the things that you do wrong, right? They, they remember all of your inconsistencies in the midst of it all. Uh, They're always testing you, seeing what's true, right? What do you actually believe? And children uh, often test that, right? And so parents, this is an opportunity. What I, I find beautiful about this is that it's not only that parents are trying to kind of help their children, but actually by the very fact of having children in God's understanding of marriage between a man and a woman and having procreation and education of children, that the children actually challenge and help and test and grow their parents, right? Because how many parents at a time have seen their children and said, and all of a sudden had a deeper need for God, right? And ultimately, I hope that as your primary catechist, that you also feel a call to say, wow, I don't know the faith as well as I should, right? And that shouldn't be a giving up of saying, hey, I don't know the faith as good, well as I should, so I'm not going to talk to my kid about faith. I'm going to run away. I'm going to let somebody else do it. What it should be is actually a call for you to learn with your children, to be challenged, to be able to say, am I consistent in my beliefs? Am I communicating to my children the primary importance of God or the primary importance of the Green Bay Packers, right? Uh, it's, you know, that's often what happens in Wisconsin anyways. Um, uh, but what we choose to do, what we choose to put our time towards, what are our priorities in life, our children pick up. 
And so we shouldn't be surprised at times if we don't place church as important, if we don't place service as important, if we don't talk about our faith, we shouldn't be surprised when our children don't even know that we do have a faith. Right? This is sometimes a problem and struggle that we have in this modern world. The child, I, I want to be able to help the parents as much as possible in their role as primary catechists. The school that we'll be having, the CCD that we have is one hour, which is a help for you. It's not a replacement for you. It's a help. We want to help you in everything that we can. Um, and so on this, uh, <laughs> um, on this Catechesis Sunday, we recognize that Jesus, of course, is, the pri- is uh, even uh, better catechist, right? <laughs> and uh, I just want to show a little bit of what Jesus struggles with that you might struggle with as well. Okay? So Jesus is like the parents of the 12 apostles, right? And we see him trying to tell them about who he is, what his mission is, and what we're called to, right? What's going to happen? And so he's telling them these really serious things. And he's telling them, hey, I'm going to die. They're going to hand me over. I'm going to die. And after three days, I'll rise from the dead. And you'd think that that's a pretty serious thing, right? He's talking about his own death. And so his 12 apostles, those who he's supposed to be instructing, they should be paying attention. No, they didn't understand a single word that he was talking about. They just completely ignored. And what did they do? They talked about who was the greatest, right? Parents, can you identify with that, right? Have you ever had a serious conversation and trying to tell your, your children something serious and you just find them that they had no idea what you're talking about, right? And so Jesus has to once again reemphasize what's happening. And what he does is he, he doesn't give up, but he keeps on trying. He, 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 he says what's important, but I think one of the important things for us to do is recognize what's important for the individual, right? What, what are your children interested in? Well, here, Jesus recognizes that his children, his apostles, are interested in being the greatest, So instead of just not uh, shutting it down and saying, hey, don't talk about that, he talks about exactly that, right? He talks about the things that that are most important for his 12 apostles. Okay, you want to be the greatest. Let's talk about that. If you want to be the greatest, you must be the least and servant of all. And I think that's partly as parents, sometimes we want to talk about what we want to talk about. Or as catechists, we want to talk about what we want to talk about. Certainly, there are certain things that we need to talk about. However, ultimately, we also want to be able to communicate according to the mode of the receiver. What are children going to receive? What are they seeking in life? They want to be happy. What kind of ways are they trying to live that out? Why are they thinking or talking about the things that they're thinking or talking about? Let's talk about that. Because everything can ultimately be linked to God, ultimately be brought into it. And so um, my prayer is for all of you parents, and especially the catechists who have been so uh, generous to be able to help the parents in the catechesis of their children. And we also uh, continue to come here to Mass to be catechized, to be taught and instructed by Jesus Christ and the church. It's